recruiters typically are given a LinkedIn recruiter license, which costs companies at least $10,000 to have. And companies buy this for their recruiters so that they can spend most of their day sourcing for talent, reaching out to talented people. And if you don't have a LinkedIn, you're not going to come up in their searches. Welcome to the Early Career Moves Podcast, the show that highlights remarkable BIPOC young professionals killing it on their career journeys. I'm your host, Priscilla Esquivel-Bolcha, Latinx career coach, corporate consultant, daughter of immigrants, and lover of breakfast tacos. Meet me for a coffee chat every Friday as we either dive into a special guest story or I'll share my own career gems. If you're a BIPOC professional feeling lost in your career or just need a dose of inspiration, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Early Career Moves podcast. We're at episode 59. I'm going to talk about how you can get started with LinkedIn, why you absolutely need it for your career change process. And I'm going to share a few ways to begin exploring what's out there for you in the world using super efficient technology. Over the last few solo episodes that I've been doing during the season, I've been getting you ready to make a big career change, guiding you through a process to figure out what's important to you. And at this stage of the process, we're now pivoting from big picture exploration, self-reflection, and starting to do more targeted research on what it is that you want to do next. On the last episode, I covered the career triad, industry function geography, which should be a way to guide you to figure out what it is that you want to target next and what is the kind of career move that you want to make because the kind of career move you want to make impacts how hard you have to work and how long that career transition process will take. So head back to episode 58 if you haven't yet heard that because it is important to setting the stage and providing a framework for how you're going to make this change. So once you've decided the type of career change you want to make, what you want to change, whether it's industry function or geography, it's now time to start brushing up your LinkedIn, getting ready to poke your head out there into the world poke your head out of the window and see what's out there. So you absolutely must be on LinkedIn. It's a non-negotiable. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter what industry you work in. I don't care. Like you can't not use LinkedIn. LinkedIn is an efficient, amazing tool that really accelerates your career exploration process and the job search. So In case you've been living under a rock, LinkedIn has been around since 2003. It's widely considered the professional networking social media platform. There's over 700 million users from all over the world who use it. And every week, 40 million people use LinkedIn to search for a job or to find candidates. LinkedIn helps you find a job faster because most hiring managers and recruiters are already using it. This is really where recruiters live. Recruiters typically are given a LinkedIn recruiter license, which costs companies at least $10,000 to have. And companies buy this for their recruiters so that they can spend most of their day sourcing for talent, reaching out to talented people. And if you don't have a LinkedIn, you're not going to come up in their searches. 
I saw a stat recently that 87% of recruiters find LinkedIn to be the most effective way to vet candidates during the hiring process. And so it just means that this is where people are looking for talent. This is where people want to vet you before inviting you to an interview. They're evaluating you on LinkedIn before they even invite you to an interview, maybe after you applied or after you've submitted a resume or maybe just you're being headhunted. So that means you're not actively looking for a job and yet recruiters reach out to you through your inbox. That is what happens when you're on LinkedIn is people can reach out to you and present opportunities to you without you even really trying to find something. I talk a lot about the hidden job market versus the visible job market. The invisible hidden job market refers to opportunities that are not necessarily posted online. You can't apply to them online. And instead, what happens is companies, they outsource their recruitment efforts or their talent efforts, and they give specific job postings or job requisitions to executive recruiting agencies or recruiters recruiting agencies, headhunters, and they assign those roles to them and have them close them invisibly. So not visibly. This is like behind the scenes. And a lot of this action happens on LinkedIn. That's why you have to be there. You will not find out about these hidden opportunities unless you're on the actual platform. I want to just quickly point out that Once you figure out exactly the job role, title, job description that you're targeting, you do have to do some work to tailor your LinkedIn to make sure that you are attracting the right opportunities and that you are coming up in searches for those specific jobs for recruiters. That is often referred to as LinkedIn optimization. You're optimizing the words on your LinkedIn profile so that you come up in searches more often. I'm not going to cover that. In this episode, I'm only covering the basics, how to get started on LinkedIn and make sure that you're getting your profile up and running. And really, this is about getting your profile and your network built up and starting to build it out before you actually need it. And this is really key because a lot of people don't spend time adding connections to their LinkedIn and building their network until they actually need it. LinkedIn is incredibly helpful when you have a network of at least 500 connections. Now, don't freak out if you're nowhere near 500 or maybe you've never even opened an account. Even getting to 100 or getting to 200 will help you than having zero connections. It really helps when it comes to networking, having informational interviews, getting referrals, all of that becomes much more much easier when you have at least 500 connections. So just wanted to clarify, I'm not going into all of the LinkedIn optimization stuff. That's a little bit more advanced. That's for people who they already know exactly what they're targeting, okay? And if that's not you and you haven't even gotten started with LinkedIn, you haven't looked at it, you barely log into it, this is the episode for you because I'm going through what are the basics that you should pay attention to as you're getting ready to get out into the job market. Another plus of LinkedIn is that it's totally free. Like you don't actually have to pay 
for a lot of the amazing features. Yes, there's a paid premium option that offers additional benefits, but it's not necessary. It's not required. I really don't think that there's that much of a significant value add to that version. Now, I want to quickly acknowledge if you're someone who really hates social media, like you hate Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that, I get it. But you honestly can't afford to not use LinkedIn. Like if you're job searching and you're trying to make a big career move, you just cannot afford to not use it. So I really suggest working on that mindset if you're really resisting it or if your mind is like, but I hate social media or I hate Facebook or I hate Instagram. LinkedIn is is supposed to be very different. It's supposed to be a place where you can stay connected to folks professionally and you don't use it as a forum to overshare. Yes, people do the most. There's always going to be people who they're doing the most. They're oversharing. And there's a lot of like really funny TikToks that make fun of people on LinkedIn who are always like humble bragging. And that yes, that gets annoying. And maybe later I'll talk a little bit about setting boundaries in your job search. And I think you do have to set boundaries with how much time you spend on LinkedIn. But we're not there yet. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's just get our profile together. Number one, update your photo with a professional headshot. Make sure that it is mostly of your face, that you have a genuine, authentic smile, and that it is well lit, it is recent, and that overall you're just able to make a positive impression on whoever is looking at your resume. I recently got a couple of headshots done at the Perfect Headshot in Austin, Texas, and it was so cool because I was able to go into the studio. The owner gave me some tips on how to literally position my head and tilt my head, and he had professional lighting, and I was able to look at different options. And yes, it's a little bit of an investment, but these are headshots that can last you three, four, five years even, potentially. What you don't want to do is to take a selfie or have it be a really old picture. You also want to make sure you're wearing professional clothes. There's just a lot that you want to cover. You can honestly probably Google how to take a professional headshot and just make sure that that's done. It's the very first thing that recruiters will see when your profile comes up. And it's a great way to make a positive impression, especially in a world where a lot of us are remote and you're not necessarily meeting people in person that early in the process. The second thing is obvious. Update all of your educational and work experiences on your profile. You want to add your most recent employer, where you currently work, the titles, and you don't necessarily have to add all of the bullet points that describe exactly what your experiences have been. Once you do get to the LinkedIn optimization part of the process, which means once you actually know what you're targeting, then you can prioritize adding keywords to your profile and you will add the keywords in your educational experiences and your about me summary, your headline, but I'm getting ahead of myself. That's not important right now. For now, just update your educational experiences and work experiences so that that is up to date. The third thing you should do is add an image to your cover photo. So that's the 
the rectangle bar behind your profile picture, you want to make sure that you add an image there. Don't leave it blank in the LinkedIn format. This is an opportunity for you to add a picture of something that you want to be associated with your personal brand. For example, let's say you love hiking. That's like one of your biggest hobbies. Maybe you want to show a picture in the background about hiking or a wonderful place that you've been to. One of my friends, she is a lawyer and she went to a law school where the sunflower actually represents something important. And so she added sunflowers to her cover photo. There's just a lot of different ways you can go about that. I have a photo of the city of Austin because you know I've been in Austin for so long. It's just where I, I live. And so you can play around with that, but just don't leave it blank. Do not leave it blank. That is a sign to a recruiter that you're not optimizing your profile, that maybe you don't know how to use LinkedIn, right? You want to come off as very savvy in the process. And so make sure that you fill that out. The next thing is you want to start to grow your network to as many connections as possible. Start adding as many first degree connections on a daily basis, like download the app and start getting used to adding folks, connecting with folks. You don't have to send little messages to connect with them unless maybe it's been a really long time and you you knew this person at one point, sure. But I'm ruthless. I just add people. I don't need to explain why, why I'm adding you. Like, you know why I'm adding you. I'm adding you to add you to my professional network. So, That's what I would recommend is start adding as many people as possible. This is not Instagram. This is not Facebook. This is almost like an address book of contacts. So just think of it that way. But your goal is to reach at least 500 connections. And so you want to get there because that's where LinkedIn starts to present to you a lot of second degree, third degree connections that can become really helpful in your job search. So add family members, past coworkers, past interns, people who have worked for you, people who you have worked for, acquaintances, past college friends, past professors, anyone you've ever worked with in a professional or academic capacity, add them. You really never know how someone can be connected to someone who can potentially talk to you and help you get into the door of your next job. LinkedIn also does suggest people to add, so definitely use that. You can also easily import your contacts from your email and I believe even your phone. So you can go to linkedin.com slash my network slash import slash contact slash. Sorry, that was a lot of slashes, but you can also just Google import my contacts LinkedIn and you'll be able to add folks from your email address book and that kind of thing. There are also people that are considered LIONS, L-I-O-N, and it stands for LinkedIn Open Networker. And these are people who have thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of connections. And basically, they're calling themselves a LinkedIn Open Networker, which means they will add anyone. They will connect with anyone. And so you can also look these people up and connect with them as well. Another step you want to take is customize your personal URL. When you join LinkedIn, they give you a URL that's really long and has random numbers and letters. And so you have an ability to edit that to make it more friendly. You want it to be a little easier to share. And you also want to put it on your resume later. So I do recommend customizing your personal URL. 
you should also start joining as many relevant LinkedIn groups as possible. LinkedIn groups are amazing tools to network, find potential job opportunities, find new connections that will be more willing to talk to you, more willing to do informational chats with you. And what's really cool about a group is that you don't have to be connected to the folks in the group as a first connection to message them. When you join a group, when you get approved to join a a group, you actually kind of have like this free pass to message anybody in the group, which is huge because, you know, you can't just message anyone on LinkedIn. You have to be connected to them. So that is a really cool part of the groups is that it kind of removes that barrier. Some examples of groups that I've been in are groups related to being an alum of my undergrad, alum of Teach for America, um, alum of my business school, also just being Latinx. Like there's a lot of different kinds of groups. And so I, I, I recommend that you think through your affinity groups, your groups that you've been a part of and try to find those groups or just find groups where, for example, let's say you're targeting product manager roles, find a product manager group. Like that's what you should be doing. This is a really important step. Do not skip the groups. Join as many groups as you can. Okay, the last thing that I have for you, start following companies and organizations that you're interested in. Recruiters can see when you follow their company. It's a good way to stay plugged in with them. And what's also really cool is when you follow a company and you go to their page, on the right side, you'll see suggested companies that are similar. So it'll say something like, people also viewed or something. And so you're able to also explore other organizations. All right, so those are the steps that I recommend you prioritize when you're just getting started with LinkedIn. That gets you up and running and you're gonna start to be able to explore what's out there by joining groups, by connecting with people, building your network before you need it, and making sure that you're presentable enough to be out there in these LinkedIn streets, okay? Like I said, in a, on a future episode, probably season three, I'll go through more specifics around LinkedIn optimization, but you only optimize your LinkedIn after you know what you're targeting exactly when it comes to industry, job function, department function, and geography. So once you know those things, then you're able to optimize your LinkedIn, you optimize your resume, and by optimize, I mean you are specifically tailoring using the same language of specific job descriptions in your resume, LinkedIn, and cover letters. But that is the positioning part of my process. We're still kind of wrapping up phase one, which is explore, exploring. Before we go, I want to give you a little tip to start exploring as soon as possible. It's called using the alumni tool. So when you log into LinkedIn, go to linkedin.com slash alumni. It'll take you straight to the page of the latest educational program you've been a part of. And it'll immediately show you all of the alumni that went to your school that are on LinkedIn. And what's so cool is you can filter these people by location, skills, company, function, keywords, so many different things. And you can start to understand where are they? Where do they work? Where are they concentrated? What kinds of companies like to hire alums from your school? You can start to see different titles and roles and functions and start to narrow them down. 
For example, if you're targeting tech roles in LA, you can see from your alumni network who is in LA and who's in tech. And this is great, and this will start to help you generate a list of companies or organizations to consider in the future. You can also start to connect with folks from your shared school and potentially connect with them. You can spend a lot of time on this strategy alone, just really, really getting familiar with your alumni network. This is a great way to explore because it shows you possible paths for you based on where you went to school, which is a great place to start. All right, that is all I have for you. Number one, you have to be on LinkedIn. You just have to for your job search. It's the most effective, most efficient way to be seen, to be found, and to find opportunities. Number two, I shared several steps you should take to get your LinkedIn up and running. And then I shared a couple of ways to start exploring and seeing what's out there in the market. All right, y'all. Talk to you later. Hey, are you thinking about changing careers? Then you need to head over to my website, ecmpodcast.com and sign up to get your free 20-page guide that I wrote with you in mind. I wrote this guide to help you change careers and get really clear on what it is that you want to do next. Career clarity is key to a career transition journey. All right, can't wait to hear what you think about it. Have a great week.